Welcome to the TJ Tells It Podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and this is your straight talk guide to the health and fitness lifestyle by a non-traditional fitness enthusiast. Have you ever said, I could never complete a 5K, lift weight, take a spin class? Do you ever think, I wish I could eat healthier, take more time for self-care, and actually stick with it? Maybe you're afraid to go to the gym because you don't know where to start or what to do, or are you just looking for a little motivation to get out the door? If any of that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Each episode, you'll hear the truth about how to start a health and fitness lifestyle with tips and tricks to staying on track and motivated, as well as the ins and outs of becoming a healthier, more optimal you. As a bonus, I'll introduce you to some of my favorite wellness enthusiasts around. Lace up your shoes and let's get this journey started. Hey, hey guys, welcome to the TJ Tells It podcast. This is TJ, your host, and today I'm going to tell you all about my current routine. What is my health, wellness, fitness routine look like? I have a multitude of things that I do during the day and um, it's dramatically different than even before I moved when I lived in Atlanta and now I live in New Jersey, very close to New York City because I work in New York City now and well, now I work in Jersey because <laughs> it's COVID and um we are work from home hundred percent right now, but my routine went through a couple of changes since the move. And I figure that I get that question, like, what are you actually doing? So I figured I'd come on share, share with y'all and let you know. But before we get started, I want to remind you that the walk views challenge is happening and you can get in on the action, post your walk views on Instagram and follow along with um, the hashtags challenged by TJ and walk views challenge. And you can see what other people are doing. It's really simple. Every day I will post a basically a bingo square of telling you what to find on your 20 minute walk or run or just kind of your fitness activity outside because going outside is good for you. For those of you who have not left your home in several days, this will push you to get outside every day. And then you just take a picture of whatever fulfills the challenge for the day and use your creativity. So if you are looking for something different to kind of keep you motivated and add to your routine, then look for the walk views challenge. And I'll post the um, bingo board on Instagram stories every day while it's going on. And then you can share your walk views. It's something I started doing when I moved up to New York, taking pictures because people wanted to see what my life was like so and it's been going for the last year so I guess we'll start there we'll start in the morning at the beginning of my day what does my daily routine look like well if you don't know I have a dog she is almost 15 she'll be 15 in October of 2020 and she is a 65 pound ish border collie mix we think she's a rescue my mom rescued her and then somehow she became mine the third my third year of my graduate program and I was just like when did I say I wanted a dog but we've been road dogs ever since she has gone with me with all of my major life changes and um she is the best I mean she's worse sometimes too but if nothing else she makes for a good story so first things first after I get up 
go to the bathroom, that kind of thing, brush teeth, I have to go and walk her. So those daily walks are generally when I get the majority of my walk views and I take pictures of what we see along the way. And of course, a couple of snapshots of her because she's super cute. I am biased and I don't care, but she's cute. And then I post those to Instagram because people love to see what I see and I take them Basically, I have three spots that I take them every day and then whatever interesting catches my eye because it gives me the time to take a moment and look at my surroundings rather than being super task oriented. I am a task oriented kind of person. I like to have a list and mark my things off my list and keep it going. But sometimes that means that I miss what's going on around me and miss some of the beauty in the world, or I may miss something funny or something interesting. And so I take the time with the walk views and our kind of 20 minute walk where she gets to go outside and do what I call her investigations because she's sniffing hard at the other things that are around and other dogs that have gone by, but take it, take the time to look around, stop and appreciate the world around me, which I highly recommend for everybody to take a few minutes every day to just look around. Even if, even if you aren't leaving your house, take a moment for your own wellness sake to just look around and view your house through eyes that are fresh and new. And you'll notice something that you didn't notice before. Maybe it's a spot that you want to declutter because it needs to be decluttered. But you might also see that painting on the wall that you forgot that you hung up there because you're used to seeing it every day and appreciate the beauty in it and remember when you got it and how much joy it gave you when you hung it on the wall for the first time or something like that. So that is a huge part of my routine these days is to capture what's around me, share it with the world, but also take the time myself to appreciate what I'm seeing and the impact that it has on me and my well-being, whether it makes me happy, whether it motivates me to do something different, whether it's just something funny that I want to share with other people to make that personal connection without needing to be in person. So that's the first part. I start my day with 20 minutes or so of walking because Zoe needs to go out and it's a win-win. So even if I don't get in another workout for the day or any other kind of movement beyond the walking around my apartment to go to the kitchen or get dressed or what have you. I get in those 20 minutes of relaxed walking and it's great for both physical activity and for my mental well-being. Other things that are part of my routine are to fix myself some type of breakfast or first meal, whatever you want to call it. It varies in the timing based on whether I'm hungry, whether I'm busy at work and whether or not I have some other kind of call or activity planned for the morning. But I do try and make my first meal of the day kind of a balanced meal. It generally includes some kind of protein, a fruit and or vegetable, and then water. I try to get in at least a gallon of water a day, but doesn't always happen. I'm not perfect. And some days I have to say to my sister, hey, be my accountability partner today. I need to drink more water and 
So remind me to drink during the day and we'll do that for each other. I think I talked about that on the last episode about staying motivated and having an accountability partner, but it really does work even when you're long distance from people. What else is in my routine? Well, I, so since I moved from Atlanta to the New York, New Jersey area, my routine prior to being work from home a hundred percent was that I would take Zoe on her walk and then I would catch the bus into the city and go to the Port Authority. And, but my office was about 1.2 miles or so from the Port Authority, but it was a flat and easy walk through New York City. So I would walk from the Port Authority to Midtown New York and Every route was different because you never know when what light you're going to catch. And as I was schooled early on into my living in New York uh, lifestyle, you go with the lights and kind of weave your way through the city. And I will say that was some of the best advice I got was to weave my way through. And generally, it ended up being the same distance because, you know, I clocked it on my watch. I love my Fitbit. And I like to see kind of what patterns I could make and where I could go using um, my GPS on my watch. But it meant that I got a varying walk every day. So I had some additional walk views, additional things to take in. But when I had a meeting, I could also get in a really good 20 minute power walk, 20 minutes or less power walk from the Port Authority to my office so I could get to work. And then I arrived invigorated and kind of ready to go. And then at the end of the day, after I did all my walking, um, walking, wow, working in, in my office, I would walk back to the Port Authority. Generally, a coworker and I, we would leave at the same time. We'd walk and talk about the day and just different random things. And um, he was great about giving me tips about where to go, where not to go, things to check out. And that was my routine. So I had walked on either end of my day. And then very often I would have lunchtime walks too. So we walked to go get something for lunch then come back to the office and it was a great way to break up the day. But once we went work from home, that routine quickly went out the door because I wasn't going anywhere. And so I was home with Zoe all day. And once she figured out that this was not a trick and I was really going to be home all day long, we would go out multiple times a day for really short kind of little quick bursts of movement. She would get to go potty and I would get a loop around our driveway and it would take about 10 minutes and would give me some movement during the day. And so that was a great thing to add into my routine. These days, she's not moving as much. Remember 15, 65 pounds of the big dog kind of old, but I can't say that too loud because then she gets, she gets a little testy when I say that, but it's the truth. And so now I will occasionally go up and go walk by myself, or I will get up and do a kind of stretch routine. So stand up, reach to the sky, touch my toes, lean from left or right, and just kind of keep everything moving. And while that's great, it wasn't really enough for me to not feel the sitting all day long every day without any of the extra walking that I was doing. So I added yoga into my routine. I have for the last three months, two and a half, three months, been taking yoga four times a week with Taryn Burns. She is Taryn Burns Yoga 
on Instagram follower. Her programs are amazing. Yeah, I'm biased because I've been taking them and loving them, but they really are great. And you know, I would tell you if it was janky and I tried something and I didn't love it, but this I really love. And she's actually doing a fundamentals course. I think by the time this launches, she'll be in the, we'll be in the middle of the fundamentals course. But if you've been following me on Instagram, you'll see that I posted about it before. And I'm learning the basics of yoga. So I'm really, really excited for that program and to continue to learn the basics so that my practice can get better. But I'll tell you about the four, four times a week program and how it's had a bigger impact on my health and wellness and fitness than I thought it was going to. I really knew I needed something to just kind of keep everything limber and in place. And Bianca, who was on the podcast episode, I think it was 19 and 20, 18 and 20, something like that. If you haven't listened to the, that interview, you should. It's a two-part interview and she gives you all the things to keep you motivated in your life and tells you a little bit about her background as a runner and then a cyclist. And it's just hilarious anyway. So she recommended that I give it a try. She'd been doing it and she wasn't a yoga person either. And so I was like, okay, fine. I did a drop in class and I was hooked. I will say that I had exposure to Taryn prior to the yoga class because she's on uh, the fit radio app and does a walls legs up the wall routine and a breath meditation that are my regular go-tos. So I'm super excited to be able to take class with her because she's in Boston and I am not in Boston, but she does it over zoom and it's a small group and it's great. Each day is different. Mondays is core focus. Tuesdays is you learn the functionality of a pose, what, how to transition into it and out of it and how to do it and the parts that make it up so that you can make it fit for yourself, which is really the takeaway from doing yoga with Taryn is that she is all about making it work for the individual person, which has made a huge difference for me because I am not small. I got big boobs. I'm not, I do not look like your typical yogi person that you are used to seeing, but hopefully that's landscape is changing, but she's great about helping you figure out where you can sub and giving you the cues you need to make sure that you're doing, doing it right. You're not going to injure yourself and things like that. So I added that in and it has made a world of difference for my routine. The biggest thing is it's at a set time every day. Yes, you get the Zoom recordings if you can't make it, but I make a point to now stop my day at six o'clock, even if it is just for the 30 minutes to an hour for the yoga class to give me a reset in my day in and of itself. And now I am not as crazy about working really long hours because you're just at home and you don't have anywhere to go and you're just sitting there and you're like, well, let me plug through this and this and this. Now I have a full stopping point and I have to make a conscious decision about whether or not I'm going to log back on and go back to work. So that was a good replacement for my walk at the end of the day because it gives me a full stopping point and I can evaluate whether or not I actually need to go back on or whether I'm just doing it because I don't have anything else to do. Kind of you're at home and there's work to be done. 
And so I feel like that is a huge portion of my routine. So find something to break up your day. If you find that you're a workaholic and you're working all the time, but you want a tangible reason to stop, find a program that works and add it into your routine and show up live for it. Yes, I always have the option of the recordings, but I made it known at work. I said, look, I have personal appointments starting at six o'clock. If I need to get back on, I will. I'll let my team members know, hey, cover email for this hour and then I'll be back on and I'm lucky and work at a company where they're super supportive and they were like, uh, yes, you, you need to do that. And sometimes they remind me, Hey, yoga is it's almost time for you to go to yoga. It's almost time for your appointment. Um, we got you covered and I make it. So that's a huge part of my routine. Sundays uh, in the reset are kind of your restorative, bring it back to the center and work out all the kinks, the slow move. And that has helped me to be able to feel like, okay, how can I evaluate myself? And what do I feel like after the yoga practice for the day is done? And because I tend towards a perfectionist kind of mindset, I know I want to do it. And it's always been, oh, I want to do this right. And I want to be the fastest I can be and I want to be the strongest that I can be. But while doing yoga for the last two and a half, three months, I now focus on do I feel better than I did at the end of it? Because in reality, that's what needs to be the focus, at least for me. I need to know that I'm making progress and making myself feel better. Am I focusing on my wellness and my whole well-being rather than this specific point in time? And taking the moment to evaluate that is what I do at the end of every class. And it was just something that when I would get frustrated because I'm practicing with people who've been practicing forever and I'm like, I don't bend like that and I can't reach there or, or I demote, modify every move in class and you can go one of two ways with that. You can beat yourself up about it or you can evaluate what did I get out of it? Have I made progress? And do I feel better than I did when I started? And generally 99.9% of the time I do. And I make a point to look at that, internalize it and call that a win for the day, which is a different change for me and my routines and my general thinking about it. But it trickles over into the other areas of my life. So that's kind of my fitness and movement routine and a little bit of how that plays into my wellness. Now let's talk a little bit about my health and nutrition and things like that. So COVID started, you know, everybody's all like, oh, and then you start eating and you're eating for comfort and things like that. And I realized that if I take a moment and look at whether or not what I'm doing is actually making me feel better, it wasn't. So I quickly went back to feeding myself nourishing things, but kind of in a relaxed manner. So is it making me feel good? Do I feel better after I eat this meal? Yes or no? Okay, if it's a yes, and I keep it, if it's a no, then it's what can I do to modify it and make it so that it fits closer to my routine. I tend towards a lower carb meal plan because that's what works best for my body. I tend to if I eat a whole lot of sugar or white flour, um, gluten free white flour, even I 
tend to want more and more and more of it, but I eat healthier when I'm tending towards a low carb, almost keto lifestyle. I sometimes check my numbers to see whether or not I'm in nutritional ketosis, but most of the time I am just trying to make conscious decisions about the food that I'm eating. And then am I eating high quality food? So the other major kind of nutrition element of my routine is I go to a farmer's market every Sunday and get local, fresh, sometimes organic produce and protein at the market. Now, (laughs) the funny thing is I'm the person who can go to the farmer's market where people generally think fruits and vegetables and leave with more protein than (laughs) anything else. But the high quality food is making a huge difference in my kind of ability to stick to a well-planned, nutritious meal plan. And meal plan meaning, like, do my meals include the elements that they need to include and does it taste good? Because in all reality, if it doesn't taste good, the likelihood that I'm going to eat it is not very high. Going to a farmer's market isn't always cheaper than going to a regular grocery store, but I find that I get higher quality food and that price point kind of keeps you on track with your portion control because you're like, ooh, I'm not trying to eat all that up because it tasted really good, but I only need a legit portion of it rather than eating the whole thing because I want to be able to eat it tomorrow and I can only get this once a week. So the convenience factor factors into the portion control, but also the um, expense can factor into it too. Because if you're just buying more and more and more, so you can eat more and more and more, which you don't actually need, then that's going to be kind of expensive. But if that's how you choose to spend your money, spend your money that way. But for me, it's been one of those unintentioned portion control elements that I, I kind of appreciate now. It's also my like social time. I get to see that same coworker who I would normally walk every day with. We see each other once a week at the farmer's market, shop around, discuss what we like, didn't like. And then it's my kind of socially distanced social interaction. Um, we wear face masks up in here and um, it's required for the market. You're socially distanced from the vendors as well. And it's it makes me comfortable. As you may or may not know, I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I don't do germs and um, I try and keep myself as safe as possible, partly because of the lasting side effects of chemo and um, having a lower white count. And so my immune system is compromised. So I try and protect myself as much as possible, which I also attribute to having more nutritious foods and different colors and vitamins and minerals in my diet. Cause now I'm eating higher quality food rather than the large bulk mass produced food items from the farmer's market. So if you can work into your routine, going to a local farmer's market or hitting up a local farm, not only will your local economy thank you for it, your body will too, your taste buds and everything else. I also find myself being more creative in the kitchen with the new things that I find at the market or trying something I originally thought I didn't like. For instance, recently I got a red bell pepper and I've never been a huge bell pepper fan, but I got one. It looked good. You know, it's one of those things. Well, let me, let me just get one of those. It's just me. So I'm cooking for one and I can figure out how to use one bell pepper so it doesn't go to waste, even if I don't love it. But I made a hash with it and it was fantastic. It definitely tasted different too. Gotta love going to a local organic farm where things haven't been gone through the kind of trucking process of getting food. 
and it just tasted better. So that's something that I will add into my routine now that I've given it a try. So being flexible in your routine is also a good thing. And I am learning to appreciate the flexibility that comes with a farmer's market. And you don't always know what's going to be available when you go. The other thing with my meal nutrition health routine is I try and eat meals that are prepared right then. So I'll take the time, take the 10 minutes to take the elements of things that I may have meal prepped. So if I cook ground beef in bulk or cook up cauliflower rice and season it up kind of generically, you know, a little bit of salt, garlic powder, things like that, and then toss it in and do bowl meals and warm it up in a frying pan because I don't have a microwave. I don't really like microwaved food as much. And really the only thing when I had a microwave that I used it for was mug cakes and you can throw one of those in the oven if you really need one. But I reheat it on the stove and take time to have a meal, which isn't necessarily a macros kind of thing, but it's a wellness combined with nutrition element that helps me be able to appreciate the food that I'm eating as well. So that's one of the other things I do, but I still do meal prep. I just do it in an elemental thing. So I don't necessarily prep an entire plate of food, but rather I will prep the cauliflower rice. I'll cut up the vegetables so that they can be tossed and sauteed quickly. I will pre-cook ground beef or ground pork or chicken wings or chicken breast and things like that so that I can make up a meal by combining what I feel like eating that day in a bowl or in some kind of saute or making a taco or something to that effect. And it also allows me more time to do other things. So you can meal prep by just prepping everything, washing it and cutting it all up, make it ready for you. You can cook some of it and prep some and chop some of it, or you can do the full blown meal prep, even if you are working from home and have complete plates ready to go. And you just have to warm it and heat it and eat it. I do kind of a multitude of that, but I tend towards the, let's just have the elements ready to go in a quick cooking format. And that works for me, especially when I'm busy during the day so that I can make sure that I'm eating meals. And to end my day, take Zoe out again. By this point, she's gone out anywhere from three to five times already. We do one last walk in the last let out. And I do a little bit of stretching on the days where I have had a busier day at work and I've been sitting more and, and so that I don't get stiff. I take some time for myself. I read a book. I watch something that someone recommended or something that I'm in the middle of. And I just kind of wind down for the day. And those things kind of keep me going. That's my general routine for working from home and uh, not having really like places to go and things like that. I tend to run all my errands on the weekends so that I can space it out if I need to or take a break. And Saturdays have turned into my run whatever errand has to be run on a Saturday and then kind of relax. I chilled Zoe, I watch TV, I video chat, or um, I take a nap read a book, things like that. And I just take that day so that it is just a whatever I want day. 
And I don't beat myself up about it. I don't say, oh, I haven't done anything today. I make a conscious decision to have a day in my routine, at least one where I'm not doing anything that's beyond just what I feel like doing at that moment. So I encourage you to take some of the lessons that I have learned by adjusting my routine from the different styles of where it has evolved from and set up a routine for yourself. Evaluate what is your current routine and are there any changes that need to be made? Can you add in 20 minutes of walking every day? Walk views challenge is a great way to do that to see if you like it. It's kind of short term challenge you can see what you see along the way or is it adding in going and finding high quality food to eat even if it's just one meal so find your high quality ingredients for one meal cook it up see how you like it how does it make you feel did you make enough for two meals and then you can have that same feeling the next day while reheating it or is it that you want to add in a live online fitness class or for those of you who are in areas where the gym's open or you're listening to this well after um, everything has opened back up add in a trip to the gym or a class or an outdoor um, activity class there are lots of those things try something different but figure out what works for you and add it into your routine that's all i have for you i will talk to you next time Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time for another episode of the TJ Tells It podcast, telling about a health and fitness journey. You can find all the archive episodes and show notes at tjtellsit.com forward slash podcast. Never miss the next episode by subscribing to your favorite podcast app, such as Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, or just sign up for my email newsletter on tjtellsit.com. Not only that, signing up will score you a free weekly fitness planner. You can send your questions to tj at tjtellsit.com. In between episodes, you can follow my journey on Instagram or Twitter by following tjtellsit. Until next time.